There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, mm. pico de gallo, oh. purple cabbage, Yummy. and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Forever. Dog. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Wow. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. You know, we were just talking about brunch. We sure were. It's a Sunday. I was there even today. I've been robbed of brunch recently. I well, need a good brunch. That's because you're often tired on Sundays. But you know, for the right brunch... I yeah. get up. You know, I was saying it can be difficult to find a. What is your ideal brunch situation? Is it more drinks, less food, or going in on the food and like you have a drink? I'm more. You you know me. I'm not a huge drinker. I'd and you rather, know me. I'm a functional alcoholic. So I. So then, what what do we do when I if I want to eat brunch with my best friend Matt Rogers? Where do we go? Because we're on two different, diametrically opposed sides. I would say that I'd be willing to put you first. No. I mean, the food is the food. Sometimes you know it depends on the food. How about that? It depends on the food. But and here's the thing: a mm-hmm. lot of these brunches now, it's not about the food anymore. It's about the drinks, and it feels so ass backwards. I don't know. I feel like what when I hear the word brunch, what I get excited about is in my boozy. heart, gut, and loins is a bloody mary. I'm like, I'm gonna have a bloody mary. Fuck, there yes. better be cheese on the skewer. Right? Honestly, I'll tell you what. I need stuffed cheese. I love a good cheese, and I love meat in my Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. Sorry, bitch. A little- f- I do. A folded little thing of salami. Oh, fold up the bacon and put it on a oh, stick, the bacon. Hon. Yes. All right, so 
Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I won't say the name of the institution, but I used to work at an institution, and I shared this with you and our guest. And our guest. But there is a place in New York you can go mm. and pay $25 for all-you-can-eat buffet that includes one drink. You can choose a, a, a Bloody Mary, a mimosa, or a Guinness. That's a hint. But the gag. But the gag is... On uh, with the food, they have a raw bar, so you could pay twenty five dollars, get an all you can eat buffet, including a drink, and in that buffet is oysters and clams. Which I'm sorry, but that is a and you steal. That's a steal, and you are someone who is a gag for an love oyster. Love it raw. Loves an oyster list, and you're someone who's like, oh my god, this is from fucking Chesapeake. You you fucking know where I, they're from. Well, I I. Have had to in my years as a servitress. Yes, have had to know all about the oysters and where they come from and what the qualities and characteristics of oysters are. Now, before we before we bring our, guests I would love in, to go into it. Give a quick little primer primer on where oysters come from. What what what's important in oysters? What should I look for in oysters? So oysters can come from you know the, the ocean. They can come from the Gulf. They can come from lakes. They okay. they are in lakes. Yes. Um. I personally. For, for me, it's like if you're going to have an East Coast or West Coast oyster choice, I always go with an East Coast oyster because I, when I have an oyster, I want to taste the ocean. I want like it to be salty and as they say, briny, yes. which means, and a lot of people don't know that, briny means like it tastes like the ocean, it's salty, that's what that is. West Coast oysters, I find are very creamy mm. and I'm not into that. No. And almost cucumbery. Oh, which it's is too sort fresh. of nice, but I find them like gloopy and gloopy, gloopy. And I like salty and salty and salty malty. and malty. I and I the Gulf oysters from the Gulf of Mexico. I don't think so, honey. Wow, they taste like the mud, the mud. And it's actually rule of culture number eighteen. The the Gulf, Gulf oysters, oysters they taste, taste like, like the, the mud. mud, the swamps, and the marsh. Mm-hmm. Now I, but so it doesn't really matter where it's coming from. Like it, like a Chesapeake oyster is the same as like. A fucking Long mm-hmm. Island Sound Not oyster. So. Well, okay. because as you go further up the coast, okay, here's what ho- I want. They know. often get more salty. So oh. I actually, whenever I have the choice, and a good institution has like a heavy, wide array of oysters, I will yeah. pick the furthest up. So like Maine oysters, or even better, like New Brunswick, New Brunswick, Canada. Yes, bitch. Not even Jersey. Not even Jersey. Actually, never Jersey. Nova Scotia. Prince no, Edward Mi- Island. Miss Nova Oist- Scotia. Coming to the stage. Miss Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. That would be good for a Canadian queen. Absolutely. Miss hmm. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. That's my drag name. Saskatchewan. <laughs> I think that's a really Thunderfuck. good one. Thunderfuck, yeah. Saskatchewan. Um, yes. I love oh, that. If I were in the house of Thunderfuck, that would be my first name. Saskatchewan. No, it's just Saskatchewan Thunderfuck. Alaska, Nebraska, I'm Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Right? I love that. Mine would be um, uh, Miami. Oh. Which doesn't work. I guess. Let me, no, tell, you who, let me tell you who and what works. Okay, okay but we're going to talk about our guest, but do you know what I just realized? What? He is someone who is truly at the intersection of everything that we like. Think about it. Drag race. I'm not not gagged. Drag race, like music, <laughs> songwriting, comedy, like Bitch, all of forget it. about it. It's all the best of all those it's things. All the be- and that's the thing. It's all the best of all those things. He, he's not this person who is like waiting in mediocrity, like you know me. Let's say why you do that. I'm just saying. Like sometimes I'm just like, oh god, I'm just like I'm, I can't even do this one thing right. But this is someone who does all these things so well. Hmm. Remarkable. Yeah. I don't I mean, mean to, you know what? And I, I, I didn't, just, I didn't I mean just, to throw myself under the bus. And you know what? That really makes me uncomfortable that you did that. I'm sorry. Because a lot of people look up to you. That's right. And to see you downplay yourself including in front myself, of our guests, including myself, and thank including you, our guests. And listen, he just used his gorgeous voice. Oh. 
And Gor- speaking of voice. Gorgeous voice. Oh my God. Speaking of voice, you go, you go. No, I'm just saying this is a fucking artist. An artist. The credits coming rolling down. Why don't you give him? A songwriter for Troy Sivan. Come on, collaboratrice. Collaboratrice. Selena Gomez. Ali X. Miss Selena. Miss Selena. And he has his own single out, Middle of a Heartbreak, that I love. It's very good. He did a cover of Run Away With Me by Carly Jepsen. <sighs> I adore. I, I'm, when, when, when someone's trying to cover a, a, a song, taking a big swing like that, you better go you for You better the, serve it. You better serve it and swing for the fucking fences. And he hit a home, home run. Home run, grand slam even. Grand slam. Which is bigger than a home run for all you gays at home. For Run Away <laughs> With Me, like the gay song of the last five years. Come on. And also we want to say doing... All the music for the other two, Ugh. which we've been talking about on this podcast, and you know it's because, and now you know it's because you're guide for it too. I love the show, and the music is so good in the Obsessed. show. And excuse me, Golden Globe nominee, Golden Globe nominee for Boy Erased, Miss Revelation, Miss Revelation, a beauti- literally such a beautiful song, beautiful. Like so when beautiful. I first heard it, I was like, ooh, yeah, it it got me. Come on, it really got me. And this is the thing, and we're gonna talk to our guest about this, but like someone who has been able to like. <clears throat> Deliver us these moments of culture, these these queer moments of culture. Gag, gag. I mean, culturista in the house. Culturista in the house. We're we are so excited to have with us Leland. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um. Okay. Also, you came to game show the other night, and I was gagged that you came. Stop it. I had the best time. I was in tears Uh, laughing. I couldn't believe when you showed up. I was like, hello, gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. No, I am in New York for the weekend and I wanted to take advantage of everything of the the culture. I am exhausted. Honestly, completely, completely exhausted. So has it been just like a lot of press for the other two, like kind of just bopping around? It's been so much press. I think I've had one 10 minute phone call. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh my so, god! So like, what? Are you in New York a lot? Like you? No. Uh, more and more. Uh, one of my best friends in the world lives here, um, and I just I love being here. Yeah. But no, I did I have some it. press, but I wanted to come for the premiere party and of just course. to spend it with everyone. Yes. Yeah. I am so grateful to be a part of that show and everyone attached to it. Yeah. And I also wanted to corner and meet Molly Shannon. Yeah. Well, did, and did you do this successfully? Successfully. Oh. She was so lovely. Talk us through. So lovely. Yes. Uh, I uh, walked. Was walked. I like walked up to her and was playing that game of where you're behind the person you yes. want to meet while they're in another conversation. Mm-hmm. And her manager introduced himself to me. Uh-huh. And uh, and I was like, oh, I, I worked on the show. I would love to meet Molly. And he goes, oh, let me help you. <gasps> and he inserts himself <laughs> into the conversation. Oh and he looks at Molly and he goes, oh, you have a piece of lint on you. Also, I'd like for you to meet Leland. And it was genius. That's so good. Was it, was it her uh, manager or like publicist? Her manager. Okay. Genius. Those, those managers are good at that. But that that is such a good little stratagem to be like, oh, let me oh, fix how your, about this? And, oh, oh, by, oh, by, oh, by the, the way. way. It was choreographed beautifully. Wow. Oh, she, was, she was so lovely and so engaging and everything. She is in my eyes and I know our eyes, yes. an icon. Icon. A comedy icon, not not just a comedy icon, but like an icon, cultural icon. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. we we talked about um her with Chris and Sarah. Like it's it's really cool to see someone like her who really is so talented and iconic mm-hmm. and deserves it mm-hmm. have this sort of like resurgence. Like in Chris's film, other people, amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Just as a performance, as a tribute to to. Chris's mother like you know what I mean like it's just this incredible piece of work Mm -hmm. and she is so amazing in that film and to see 
the dramatic work that she does in this show. Yeah. And obviously she the comedic so much genius. Heart to the show. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's truly just like, we're so lucky that she, because you know, you, you imagine that like during that time of being a woman in comedy in the nineties, it can't have been easy to no. maintain longevity mm-hmm. and be able to stay, but just to know that she is still one that we can watch. I'm obsessed. Listen, completely. She, she's one of the few SNL people who got her thing to be a movie. Yes. Like that is a huge deal. Like they don't, that doesn't really happen anymore. And back then I feel like it was still sort of. Wow. It really kinda, doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. No, you're right? right. Like she was, she was in that last sort of moment of like SNL things becoming movies. And it immediately became a cult classic. It's, it's absolutely a good movie. Before it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That has yes. memes that never got the opportunity to become memes because of social media, but it didn't happen. But like the smelling the armpits, that would be a meme. So today. we have homework to do. Yeah, we, we have homework to do. And yeah. even the, um, at least my well, Evian. At least my name isn't. I'm not named after bottled water. Like <laughs> so funny, and the and what a triumphant ending at the talent show, and yeah. like such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Oh no, my god, I totally forgot about. And that. to know that she's as nice as she is. Talented. Yes, so nice. Oh my god, I had yeah. to walk away. Yes. Like I had to end the conversation. Wow. She was so incredibly sweet. Wow. I could not believe it. Yeah. Oh my god, that is what you want to hear. Yes, mm-hmm. and you're having. I mean, okay, so you're you're here for press. You're here for the premiere of the other two, but also you are like in the thick of fucking award season right now. Like this is like you went to the goddamn Globes as a nominee, as a nominee, <laughs> honey. And oh, were you yeah, you, I you was, were, yeah. I was. That was a really incredible night. Yeah. yeah, you were you were telling me last night about the food drama. I didn't know there was food drama at the Golden. That Golden is Globes. what I would talk about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was the food drama? Else. I need to know. No, so if you um if you have to do the red carpet, right. um, <laughs> you show up about fifteen minutes. You get to your seats about fifteen minutes before the show starts. Right, right, right. Lights are flashing, bells are ringing. They're saying, "Everyone, please take your seats." Yeah. You immediately, uh, you forget that you're Hungry. sitting oh. around. Everyone. Every celebrity, yes. Everyone. Michael Douglas <sighs> was next to me. Catherine Zeta-Jones Whoa. was next to me. Um, and then you look at your table and you're starstruck again. Yeah. And um, and so dinner is served an hour and a half before. Um, oh. But I, I took it upon myself and as a representative of my table yes. to ask questions. And I found the food and uh, it's in like the back bar area. Uh-huh. And so during a commercial break, while everyone else is running to meet celebrities, uh-huh. I went <laughs> and loaded up two plates of sandwiches and shared them with our table. Oh my oh God. My God. So who was at your table? Who were you sitting with? Uh, we had uh, Topher from that 70s show. Love wow. Topher Grace. Oh, lovely. Uh, we had Lena Ray. Is that her name? Lena Waith. Lena Waith. Lena Waith. Yes. 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 Lena Waith. Uh, and she was so lovely. Oh Everyone was so lovely. And then uh, there were a couple uh, people that I did not just recognize. Yeah, right. Um, and then they announced the nominations for Best Animation. And uh, it ended up that they were the directors and producers for Spider-Man. Or wow. Oh, my God. And we won. And so immediately if there was a loyalty and a camaraderie yes. between yes. our table. Yes. We were all crying. Our yes. table won. Our table won. You said won. we won and you did we win. You won. Yes, <laughs> we won. Um, and that's like when the, when the nominations came out, what I adore about my group of friends is instead of like posting uh, an Instagram story of congratulations, like yeah. you, my, my friend Leland was nominated. It was we are we nominated. We are nominated. And I would not want anything other than that. Yes. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. And so you were there because you wrote the song Revelation with Troy. Yes. Yeah. Troy uh, and Jonesy. From Boy Erased. From Boy yeah, Erased. Jonesy. Yeah. And Jonesy from Sigaros. Um, Who I love and have loved since he did the music for um, 
We bought a zoo. For, we bought a zoo. Wow. Yeah, I love. Oh, bitch! Him. This is a cigarettes fan from fucking wow. like high school. Yeah. Oh my god. He is so sweet. John was Zoo. so lovely to work with. And uh, Troy called me one day, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was I think I was on my way to a session, and he was like, "What are you doing today?" And I said, "Nothing." Because I know, I know to say if he's calling, yeah, uh, like twelve thirty. There's a reason. There's four. Yeah, it's for a reason. Be available. And um, and he was like, "What are you doing today?" And I said, "Nothing." And he's like, "Do you want to come over and and uh, work on this song wow. for Boy Erased? We have to turn it in like tonight." Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I said, "Of course, of course, of course." And uh, we went, I went over to his house and we wrote the song, and then went to the studio that afternoon, recorded the initial version of yes. the song for them uh-huh. to temp in the movie, and uh, and then you know, there's like a lull of where you don't really hear anything and then you see the scene. And, wow. Uh, wow. and so, yeah, Troy, I am just beyond uh, for, for the many, many, many things he's done mm-hmm. uh, since we started working together. But that was very special. He did not have to do that and, and did. And I am so grateful for it. It's oh. truly like, that is something that has changed my life. Wow. I well, mean, he but- obviously like believes in and loves your talent and like wanted you in the room and you're like that's incredible so sweet you're yeah. exceptional um so congratulations i mean that thank was thank you but you're uh, just that thing where you're just looking around and it's all these famous people is truly overwhelming and insane right like yeah, yeah. and <laughs> i don't necessarily like get starstruck right, it's right, just right. Huh? It's that moment of where you see all these familiar faces and you're like, wait, I don't know you. Yes. I recognize you. Right. Um, and so, and there were some great moments and met some great people. And yeah. the table next to us was Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph. Oh my God. And, you know, those, those are people that I get more starstruck in front of just because they were so much more in my in life, life. Yeah, uh, totally. than some of the other like uh, stars. But I mean, Dick Van Dyke for me, that was the one Whoa. that, like, oh that I just God. lost it. I would have, yeah. I would have, it was cried. a really good, I mean, just being there for that Glenn Close speech had to be fucking crazy. Oh my yes. god! Yes, yeah, so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a lot of moments. There were great, of... great moments. And I also saw Bowen running around. I was running he around, was running he around. for the Golden Globes, which yes, is insane. Um, but just I, because I was out there as people were coming in, mm-hmm. and a I was looking for you. I was like, "Where's Leland?" But then it was just this thing where it was that same thing where I was like, "Oh, I don't know these people," but this is like so many. This is so many famous people in one place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so overwhelming. Yeah. And like, and it's, it felt like I stepped into the TV. Like it was truly, yes. truly crazy. But because everywhere you look at someone different and it's like, you want to like, it's the thing of like, don't stare ever, but like, totally, who, totally. who do I yeah. focus yeah, on? I can't yeah. land on like a neutral thing. I like, mean, not for nothing. Like, was your competitor that evening, but just to be in the same room as Gaga. I was, because I had to go up to the Crazy Rich Asian table. She was at that table. And I'm like, I was like this, I was within feet of one of Gaga's assistants. Something like a piece of some food had fell fallen onto the dress and like sort of <gasps> waterily stained it. Oh my God. And so these assistants are like scrubbing it out as Gaga's oh, just sitting what there. What a moment to see. Gaga's Incredible. just sitting there regally like... Mm. Like just looking incredible, and I was like, "This is that's Lady Gaga. That's like my fucking hero." And then <laughs> whatever, this is all happening. But um, my but my whole thing is that like the, the Globes, like I particularly love because it's like mm-hmm. a, oh me too. It's a comedy event. Yeah, it mm-hmm. feels like, low stakes. Mm-hmm. It's low stakes. It's fun. It's boozy. Um, but I anyway. think my favorite moment of the night was on the red carpet. There's uh, where they like send you off to do the actual step and repeat right. alone. No publicist, no, no one uh-huh. can oh. go with you. It's just, yeah. uh, just talent, just you know? Talent. Um, and so Troy and I find ourselves in this line and, uh, in front of us is John C. Riley. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Will Ferrell. No. Uh, no. And, um, but Step Brothers, step one of Brothers. my favorite movies. Best, the best. Um, 
and then uh, Carrie Russell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then behind us, who walked right up, was uh, Taraji P. Henson. Oh, and my she God. looked stunning. Yeah, no, she, she doesn't show up looking anything less than around. 100%. No, and so we had a good 15 minutes of like lead time conversation before wow. you step onto the carpet and there's three points where you you stop you take pictures they say shift you move to your next point uh-huh. take picture shift and uh and so we had a, a quite a bit of time for like Troy Taraji and myself to uh, chat uh, and she was so lovely we were uh, like oh this is this is our first time and she goes oh my gosh I, she's like I've only been here three times she was so uh, lovely so sweet and then uh we let her go ahead of us on the for the photo op and because we wanted to, to watch yeah, yeah. You, you were and, like, uh, she's a superstar you go ahead. and so she's like just chatty 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 and then steps out and they announce her name hand on her hip movie star smiles Troy and I audibly screamed ah! and distract and like we accidentally like distracted her initial moment but she loved it oh. but we audibly screamed because it was uh, it was it's just a moment watching the movie star become the movie star yes yes, yes. and she inspired you. me yeah. so and yes. I had my moment and Troy screamed for me and I ah. screamed for him and it was really it was just that was a really fun moment oh, that's, that's I'll tell you who else looked absolutely beautiful I think the best dressed well I will shout out Nicole Nicole Kim Nicole looked unbelievable yes. and she never plays on the red no, carpet no, 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 never Miss Regina King Regina mm-hmm. King that pink that rose metallic oh thing. my god that bustier stunning oh, so I think good. new is is it knows she's winning these awards oh yeah you know what I mean and showing up she's mm-hmm. collecting hardware she's collecting hardware um now I okay so let's get into it I am just so in awe of like everything that you do mm. talk about how you got your start with songwriting I mean like whatever it's so, so basic but like what is your day to day like? Just yeah, take walk us through. Like, yeah, how do you meeting? find yourself in the position of even working with? Yeah, with sure. Troy? I mean, or just writing or writing your own stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am from South Mississippi, mm-hmm. and so from the time of growing up, I just tried to take advantage of every single opportunity, all the the songwriting opportunities offered in South Mississippi, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, and would do things like open up for Jesse McCartney at the mall, and I still remember like running, wow. racing to buckle to buy a shirt. The buckle, before, oh my god, buckle before that uh, <laughs> performance, and. Uh, um, and performing in things like the Mrs. Mississippi pageant. I was the entertainment oh, uh, at the local wow. casino. And that was a big moment. That was a big moment. Yeah. Of course. No, of and, course. Uh, it, was no, it, was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then when I went to school, I went to college in Nashville uh-huh. at Belmont. And there was very much a culture of right. songwriting yeah, there. Yeah. And everyone, there were they had showcases, the, the pop showcase. My mom was so smart. She wanted me to go to a uh, Christian school. Uh-huh. And so she was genius she brought me to visit the school the week in the pop showcase was happening mm. and so i was that was it you I was were like in. i have to be here yeah. I, I looked at the state i have to be she on knew stage. to take you to the pop showcase she knew okay she knew <laughs> and uh so i ended up going to belmont and because they had the pop showcase urban showcase uh christian showcase country uh-huh. uh our whole group of friends were made up of people who sang all those, all that type of music. So I became the songwriter that wrote songs for all of them to perform in those showcases. Wow! So I would co-write with friends and or write songs alone, and uh, and then would go to these showcases and see our friends perform these songs. And that was my first taste of writing for another artist, writing for someone else, mm-hmm. and ended up through um, through the woman who was in charge of the Mrs. Mississippi pageant. <sighs> she worked at a casino. Uh, in South Mississippi and uh, and a songwriting manager came through one one time and she gave him my information. Wow. He reached out to me. 
I sent him a couple songs and he ended up getting me a publishing deal. Wow. The strangest, it was not a Nashville connection that ended up getting me actually into the songwriting community, like it, world. It was through... It was through the director the, of the Mrs. Uh, Mississippi that's pageant. That's so funny. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. You never know. Well, you how, never know. Well, how, how old were you at that point? I was 20. Wow. Wow, that's oh cool. So it was just a couple years ago. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> but what, is that like a weird, not weird, is that like just like a full circle thing where you were like, oh, this gig that I thought was just like, I'll do, I'll do whatever, I'll do whatever gig yeah, I can. yeah. And then that bore fruit in this other incredible way. No, that, like, I will never forget her. I have to. Th- I'll thank her in here and now, Sharon Coleman. Sharon thank you. Coleman. There thank you, go, you Sharon. Sharon. Come on, Sharon. Thank you. Um, yeah, and then so I moved as soon as I graduated. One of the hardest things I've ever done was like leave my whole group of friends in Nashville and move uh, to LA. Uh-huh. And uh, and then I thought moving to LA. I genuinely thought I'm going to be here two months and write for Beyonce. Right. I have a publishing deal. I'm in. It's the same publisher as her. Mm-hmm. John Platt, who uh, signed me to my first publishing deal, signed Beyonce, signed Jay-Z, signed Drake. Wow, wow, he wow. is a legend. He's an uh, he's amazing. Um, and I, so I was like, I'm going to move to L.A. and write for Beyonce. Yeah, and it's that's, over. It's not like totally out of the realm of possibility uh, I had a lot of I grew up listening only to Christian music uh-huh. not by choice right, See, this right. Is, we've heard that a lot on this podcast yeah. actually. really it's so yeah. interesting yeah, yeah. Though, I mean though, all of my first concerts if I like said my actual first concert it would that I count consider my first it would yes. be Britney Spears but my actual first one was a Christian boy band called For Him for, for him. him, those yes. boys were for him. Yes, I love that, uh, and I'm That's... for him. Uh, yeah. uh, yes. but um, but yeah. So then, uh, that did not happen. I okay. did not write for Beyonce. Mm, could have, and uh, and I would love to. That is, of course, like on the bucket list. And it's and great to put that out. there. I truly yeah. feel like anything is possible, especially with the things that I've 100%. somehow been able to find uh, my way into. Yeah. Um, I truly feel like anything, anything is possible. But um, no, I had to hustle in L.A. I worked a million jobs. I, I mean, I I would say I was in LA for probably five years before I made a dime from songwriting. Wow. wow. Yeah. And what um, did you do? I catered. Mm-hmm. I catered. Uh, I catered the Golden Globe after party. Wow. At the hotel? At the hotel. What a fucking amazing full circle thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That just like. Did you go over to the caterers at the party and say, you guys are all revelation. Oh my gosh. I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I catered, uh, I catered Kim Kardashian's wedding to Chris Humphrey. You wow. have to be kidding. Okay. Well, what's the tea? I am on the E special. Shut up. <laughs> wow. Did it feel weird? The yes, of yeah. course it yeah. did. They oh didn't tell us what we were going to, Wow. Uh, um, but I'd figured it out. I Googled it. In the you bus was, on the yeah. way there. I knew where we were going. I knew the yeah. day was happening. Yeah. Um, and that was crazy. And uh and I had the best time actually. I felt like yeah. a guest. There were so <laughs> many servers there. Yeah. Sure. They they were, it was, it was an easy much. job. I didn't I but and I actually had um I had the Jenner table. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I had the Jenner table. There was a moment where um where Kathy Hilton and I are holding a chair as Chris Jenner oh. is standing on it. My. Dancing. Everyone was, it was such a lovely experience. Like, it really was. Earth, Wind, and Fire was the wedding band. What? Wow. I mean, come on. Robin Thicke was, played the first dance. Holy it was a, shit. I had a great time. That sounds amazing. That's a, a moment. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earth, um, Wind, and Fire. I catered the VMAs and my friends were nominated. Oh my God. Oh my I God. gave champagne to Lady Gaga. Oh. Like, I, yeah. Wow. I've, I've, You've had some amazing moments, both catering and as a guest. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I made a lot of, actually, I made, 
a lot of my friends through catering because really? it's all like it's yeah. all actors yeah, or sure, comedians yeah, or whoever and uh we had a really good time. And so I catered. I taught songwriting in a college for three years. Wow. Um, I was an assistant to the director of P90X. Wow. I wrote some of the jingles <laughs> songs in the background of P90X. I like oh. I'm I'm exhausted. I like oh. have done. And that that's just like three of the 30 yeah, jobs sh- that I, I did during that time. Um, and then finally, like and yeah. I but and I always thought to. I was like, it's going to work out. Yeah, it's going to work out, even if it's like two, three, four, to. five, six, seven years. And thankfully, it it did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. That's that's fucking how it goes. Everyone that I always, um, some people will ask, like, I want to move to New York, but I don't know how. I'm like, literally, no one knows. No how. one knows. No, how. One, no knows one knows how. how to move to New York or LA. You just or go. LA, yeah. yes. You have to work jobs that you may not like. Yep. And you have to grind and do one thing every day that reminds you why you're there. Absolutely. Yeah. That was my that was my rule for myself. Yeah. I was like yes. every single day, no matter if I was busy doing something else, I'm going to do see feel like just one thing yep. every day that yep. reminds you of what you're there to do. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's you, enough. You simply make it work. Yeah. Totally. When we made Troy's first album i had a full-time job and wow. they didn't know that i didn't really tell this anyone Blue neighborhood yeah yeah they, i didn't tell anyone i was just like oh yeah the session's at 1 p.m on wednesday i i will be there yeah i'll, I'll figure it out oh my god uh, there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about each sip adds a burst of fun to your day i don't know about you matt but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. 
feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, I'm Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. And I'm Bowen Yang. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. I would, whenever I would book something, mm-hmm. I booked a fucking recurring thing. Uh, this is a year ago. Oh, by the way, John Glazer Loves Gear. You can watch it now on True TV. Oh, yeah. yes, bitch. Um, but I was, I had to ask for work off. I was like, well, yeah. and like, that was like a, a huge battle and like, they were very, very generous and like with my time, but it was like this thing where it was like, I was, I had a nine to five up until yeah, like six months ago mm-hmm. where it's just, you go and like, you're, you might not like this version of your life yet, right. but like you invest in stuff. You have to. Completely. So then what was your form of like doing, maybe it wasn't one thing a day, but like what were your little pockets of time that you could steal? Like what would you be doing? Like It was still just treating myself like I was a working songwriter. <laughs> wow. Great. You know, um, I, would write songs at night, write songs on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was setting up sessions and running my calendar like I was a working writer. And I would take meetings with my publisher because I was still published at the time. Um, and, you know, there were moments where I could tell they were frustrated because I didn't have a lot of availability. Yeah. But they also understood yeah. that I was doing what I needed to yeah. do. And yeah. I think they respected that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would just write songs. And thankfully, one of those sessions, we would get paid also to, I mean, I was like, I need a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And uh, we would get paid to write songs with young artists who wanted to come or whose parents, whose parents would send them to LA to like write songs for a weekend sure, or whatever. Sure. So um, one of my friend Gino called and he said, Hey, uh, there is this girl who's here for the weekend. I used to teach her voice in Pittsburgh. Do you want to come and write a song with us? And I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And went and we wrote a song in about realistic like 45 minutes uh-huh. and I was like so nice to meet everyone I have to go back to work love you guys wow. and that song ended up being Hideaway by Dea oh my god wow. and uh, and it was the, and that was that I love that I love her and I love that song I love her she oh god. is a gem yes. she is so talented oh my god I love her I can't say enough good things about her she knows I love her and, wow. uh, and so that ended up being that song the, and, the break yeah the break and uh, shortly after that I think within like a few weeks of Hideaway coming out or Hideaway doing well on radio, yeah. uh, youth came out and started doing well on radio. So I was teaching. That was such a moment. It youth was, was so moment. special. And so I was teaching at the college at the time. Uh-huh. So I was teaching a voice lesson uh, and and had like two songs on the radio at the time. Wow. And I was like, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. when you really start okay, to sink let's, in. Uh, let's there i see a light at the end of the tunnel that wow. is amazing how did you meet troy i met troy through one of my dear friends tyler oakley 
Tyler wow, Oakley. Okay. Mm-hmm. A potential amazing. future guest of the show. I want that man oh my gosh. on this. I will make, I promise I will make that oh, happen. We've both had such positive interactions with him on Twitter. We, he's for, for, our, for, our, for our respective antics. But you know, so <laughs> I would love. Yes, Tyler is, Tyler is like, I mean, people throw this term around, but he is like a true connector. He, he connects people yeah. in this way. He's, he's, I had no idea. I'm like, that's real so deal. great. So he just like, he was like, Tyler hey, is one should. of my like, best friends for five or six years. Wow, uh, wow. He's one of the first people I met when I moved to LA and when he moved to LA. And um, and so I remember he said, my best friend Troy is about to be in LA. He is a new artist. Mm-hmm. You need to write with him. Wow. And he told Troy, the same, he like, my friend Brett is a songwriter. Leland is a songwriter. You need to meet him. So Tyler, I was playing shows in LA at the time and Tyler brought Troy and we snuck Troy in because he was underage. Wow. And uh, and I think he was like also 17. Uh-huh. And so my friend Allie, who ran the club, uh, looked at Troy and she was like, don't you pick up any alcohol because <laughs> uh, she didn't want to get fired, you know. Of course. And, uh, yeah. and so, yeah, it was Tyler that really connected us and we wrote a few days later wow. for the first time. Wow. So anytime something special happens, like with it, whether Troy and I are a part of something, I always still like thank Tyler yeah, because oh he God. connected those dots and made that happen. That's amazing. So when you guys are working together in, in the studio and you guys are like, or wherever you guys are writing. So, um, is there one of you guys, does he come with like a general idea of what he wants to say? Like, does he come with lyrics? Mm-hmm. Like what, how does that work? Like, I mean, it's different every single time as I'm sure like collaborating with people varies and, and how the idea starts. Right. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, yeah, he'll have, he, he will have the title. Uh, he'll have a story mm-hmm. or nothing, and we just talk. Right. Uh, and we just talk about what's going on in his life or my life or another co writer who's in the room or a story that we heard. But generally, I, I mean, I would say everything, every single song that's ended up on an album has been authentic to him about right. something going on in his life. Wow. And so it will, it can also start with one of us sitting down at the piano and starting a melody, and maybe right. that inspires something. Um, we both have, I have lists uh, of titles or words in my right. phone yeah um yes. and so does he or lyrics or poetry that we look through and yeah. um but but then also sometimes it's like it's also not that deep like right, sometimes right. it is sure sure and then sometimes it's not yeah i know i mean from i i can it's it's very interesting like i do not music in the way that you do it but like music in the way that i do it for like comedy purposes mm-hmm. but it's so interesting like sometimes the stuff that you really will work mm-hmm. was written in 15 minutes exactly and then you can labor over something forever and I'm, it's the same thing with sketches or yeah. comedic ideas it's like the stuff that you labor over often like will just never be yeah. what yeah. these things that fly out of you are yeah, yeah. and then yeah. i sometimes i'll forget even why i thought of it right. like oh, it's yeah. like yeah. right yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so how much of Bloom are you on? Is that uh, I did? I did eight out of ten songs. Yeah, or co-wrote with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eight out of ten songs, and then we worked with like uh, Max Martin's team on some of them. That is so cool. Wow. It was insane. Wow. Oh, that my is insane. God. We, I, neither of us take that for granted. Yeah. Um, we had written quite a few songs for Bloom, and then uh, and then we took a very like quick four day trip to Stockholm. Yeah, and to meet with Max. The two, oh, no, he was to... not there, but his team. He has Got producers it. that are amazing. Oscar wow. Gora, they're all Oscar with Oscar. different last names. That's uh, and the so, Oscars. yes, the Oscars. <laughs> um, they're called the Wolf Cousins. Is the the term of, like oh, the collective? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so we were there for four days, and there's not. There's a little bit of this pressure being like, okay, we we hopefully will leave with singles, mm-hmm. but also we just want to write great songs. Right, sure, and if right, we sure. don't, it's okay. Like as long as we leave with a good song. Yeah. So Stockholm is where you go to kind of get the hits. Mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, during that trip, the first day 
of writing. I think it was the first day we wrote My My My. Oh, wow. And we had that feeling and we actually celebrated by uh, drinking champagne and eating oysters. Oh, yes, we love, come on. We love an oyster. We love, we an, love oyster. an oyster. I love knowing that Troy loves an oyster. Um, loves. That's phenomenal. Okay, so My My My, you write and you're kind of like, okay, this is It this just is felt different. special Good. and it yeah. felt yeah. different and it just felt very him. And that's the yeah. most important thing always. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then the next day we wrote Bloom. Wow. And uh, and we wrote it with Peter Svensson from The Cardigans. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, I love The Cardigans. Oh, my gosh. That wow. working with him. Yes. I bow down. Oh, it was wow. so special. But they, Peter and Oscar Holter, who produced uh, Run Away With Me. Yes. Um, who produced Bloom. They were really focused on melody and production. And Troy and I were working on the lyrics. Yeah. And so they really didn't know what we were writing about. And so we were wow. giggling in the back of the room like, what we were writing about. And we thought like the song will never see the light of day. So let's just have fun with it. <sighs> and uh, it's such an important, yeah. song. it's such an important, I mean, song. It, it, you know what? It's a fun song. You know, we had this guy, Scott Thompson in here on, on this podcast. And he is like an iconic gay sketch comedian, like mm-hmm. back from kids in the hall years ago. And we were talking to him about how, you know, he had this theory where yeah. he was like gay men, can't uh, be stars. Can't be stars. Gay men have it have everything stacked against them in terms of these things, and it's because of sodomy. It's because yeah. no one wants to acknowledge the way that we have wow. sex is disgusting. And that's because from where he from when he came from, that was a time when there was no male rep- gay male representation really Anywhere. in the media, and it, 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 there was kind of an ick factor around the way that we have sex. So then, yeah. So then we both tell him about Bloom, and he starts to get really fucking. Emotional. It was emotional wow. because. Yeah. That's you have to understand, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, that's why I say it's important. It's because, like, you know, somebody I was at a comedy show the other night and they referred to anal sex as a kink. And so I right. got up after him and I was like, just so you know, I said it lighthearted, but I was like, yeah. anal sex is not a kink. That's actually how we make love. Yeah. Right. And you should try it. And, and I was like, honey, yeah. and you have uh, something up your asshole that is a trice hove. Um, but uh, no, <laughs> you gotta, I didn't you go got, that you far. got a prostate, but baby. I was, I was lighthearted about it. But the thing is, like, you know, that song. Is the first time that you that we hear really a, a gay man singing about having sex the way that everyone else has been able to, and so that really is like a moment. So, and the fact that that's like a mainstream hit song, that's fucking huge cool. fucking deal. We we told we and explained you're a part to him, of that. You, you created it. You created it. We explained to him. We were like, this is it's a pop song that's doing very well. It's about anal sex. It's about gay men having anal sex. He was speechless from the bottom's perspective, and yeah. it was like. He truly like this comedy legend superstar who yeah. feels mm. like and he thought because he ne- then it felt to him like oh maybe things could change yeah mm-hmm. so you guys you guys like did something that's very so important. cool I'm yeah. so grateful to be a part of it too yeah. and yeah that I think bloom the title itself was something Troy had brought in that day oh great yeah oh, really? it came from the title mm-hmm. that's wow. cool yeah just such a great and it's a bop it's a fucking bop baby. And I love the lyrics. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow, I was, wow. I was, I, When it first came out, before before I really, I mean, I, I was just kind of like listening to the lyrics and I was like, this is like a very, very sexy song. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just, he looks so stunning in the music video. So good. The video is insane. Oh so my gosh. Good. For My 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 too, that's iconic. Insane. There, it's very rare that as a writer, you feel like the video, just because budgets are so hard to sure, get approved course, and, yeah. and also videos happen very last minute most of the time. Yeah. So it's very rare that as a writer, you look at the song or you look at the video and you're like, oh, this video like does the song justice. justice. Yeah. Um, but with 
every Troy video, mm-hmm. especially My My My, yes. especially Bloom, Dance to This, uh, Lucky Strike, the video that just came out. I mean, it it is the perfect visual, visual yeah. component. It's no joke with My My My. I mean, my some... some and I'll, I'll shade her right now because I don't care. Um, uh, Taylor Swift, the music video for Style, is so wrong. <laughs> I was like, this is all wrong. And that's how you know she's gotten like too big for anyone to tell her like no. Or maybe she just trusted whatever director that was. Because st- I hear that song. But uh, the song. The song, song is, is incredible. stunning. Oh. And that's why. I, but I see like honestly like her in a fucking like car with the top down in Miami, honey. Mm-hmm. Dressed yeah, in yeah, all yeah, black, yeah. having a night out and like maybe going to see her dude instead of hanging out with her girls. Like I see the video in my head. Mm-hmm. And then to see her like. In the it's woods just, with it, a blue sky? It's, no, it's just projections on her. Like, whatever. It's it's like, yeah, there's a concept there, fine. Oh, that's I, out of the woods I was thinking of. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. But I, it's so true. I watch My My My, and I'm like, this is, it's almost like synesthetic. It's like, mm-hmm. this is what I saw in yeah. my mind. And it's what you picture when you're listening to a song like that in your bedroom. Yeah. In the shower. Yeah. And you're like, you're feeling it. That yeah. Kind, and that, yeah. The, the dancing that he does, just and the shots, the angles, him... Uh, in the beginning of the second verse, uh, uh, sparked up buzz cat. I got my <laughs> oh, tongue between that, your teeth. Forget it. He's upside down. The red light is hitting him. Yeah. Like, and he's just like. It's brand new. It's brand new. It's, it's, it's brand new. And like, it's crazy. We've seen so much. So to be able to say that something is brand new, that's yeah. like fucking cool. Like I haven't, like, honestly, it almost threw me back to like, like, I wonder what George Michael would think of Troy. Uh, you know what I mean? I think he'd be fucking proud as fuck. I think, yeah. W- Troy did an interview, I think it was for Out, mm-hmm. where Elton John interviewed him. Wow. And I mean, I cry at everything. Like uh, yeah. I, it's because it can She's be, it can be like overwhelming in yeah. a really good way, yeah. especially when like I come from a very conservative Christian home in South mm-hmm. Mississippi. Yes. Yes. So to be a part of things like this is incredibly overwhelming. Yeah, right. And uh, there was a moment where Elton or, or Troy brought up uh, Elton's writing partner. And Elton was like, yes, we've been writing for. I think at this point, like 40 years. Mm. And uh, and Troy uh, brought me up and and mm. said, well, <laughs> I I hope to be writing with my writing partner oh, for, for that long. How beautiful. And that, like, wow. And that I have chills. killed. Yeah. Oh my it was God. so special. That's and amazing. you know, I don't, I, we're not writing anymore, but no, I'm kidding. We are, we are. <laughs> and I haven't spoken to him in about two months, but <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting very emotional. From him. Yeah. So, Troy, hi. Yeah, honestly, like, so... This is like sounds like a stupid question, but like, what do you got? Do you guys when you guys are like hanging out, not writing music? Do you, what are you guys doing? I, I mean, <laughs> I'm just fascinated by Troy. We uh, we I think are very similar in that, and I'm grateful we connected as friends first and, yeah, and yeah, as collaborators. Yeah, yeah. But um, but we are very similar in that we don't typically go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had that chapter in in L. A. like years ago, I but um. Have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the WeHo scene. But, um, <laughs> the WeHo. That's why my scene. phone is cracked. Oh, because oh, Matt dropped it in WeHo. I just got blackout drunk in WeHo on a oh, Sunday. Oh, my God. I think I read that. By 6 p.m., I like, fucking destroyed my phone. I have to fix this. Oh, my God. Um, I, I, yes, I have a scar on my wrist from Halloween in WeHo about we-ho seven scar. years ago. A yeah. WeHo scar. <laughs> WeHo scar, front runner for title of Yeah, yeah. WeHo scar. <laughs> WeHo scar. Uh, but, uh, no, we just, like, hang out at my yeah, place yeah, yeah. or at his or go to get sushi yeah. or uh, very low-key just and just talk. And yeah, you know, it. I was actually reading an interview with him where he said that he, like, working with 
Ariana and like watching her be one person and then become the pop star mm-hmm. in a moment, like you just said with Taraji before. Mm-hmm. Like that is cool, and he must do that too. He's right. got of course. Of you course. guys learned yeah. from Taraji. We did. <laughs> you did. We all did. You all did. In that moment, we there, we and we just did too. Oh, um, when he said that, I snapped my hand on my head. There you go. You guys uh-huh. didn't see it, but I did. You mm-hmm. you did do that. Um, I you should ask the question. Well, I or say say this. I just I just before we move on, I just want like do you what what is your hope for like um. I guess I'm going to call it queer music, even though it is not music for queer people necessarily. It's music for everybody. Mm-hmm. But like, because you're part of this and you you are putting yourself out there as a performer and you're writing for other people, you're writing for yourself. Like, what is your hope in the next, let's say just 10 years or just the general future? Like, mm-hmm. what do you hope changes or stays the same or like supports I mean, that? My hope is that just good music rises to the top no matter yes. where it comes yes. from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no matter who is singing it, as long as obviously as long as the person is not problematic and promoting hate or anything like that. Yeah. But I don't I like as long if someone is making good music, mm-hmm. let's hear it. Good music, put it in the spotlight. Yes. Yes. That that really is like I know it's such a general answer. No, but no, no. that is how I feel because there's obviously a lot of work to be done. Totally. Um but in my community of songwriters that I come from I am surrounded by talented LGBTQ people yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who are songwriting, who are who are writing songs that I adore and are like the soundtrack to my life and I know yeah. other people's lives. So I just think if people are writing good songs, like hopefully it can have a moment. Yeah. You know, one of the most prolific country music songwriters is named Shane McAnally mm-hmm. and he's gay and he writes so many, so many amazing songs yep. and he's gay and he writes country music. Uh-huh. Shane is uh-huh. wonderful. Yeah, do you know Shane? Yes. Yeah. He's so talented. So if you, I would love to have him on. You should. And yeah. he would love to be on. I know that he, oh. so if you don't follow him on Instagram, okay. immediately follow him. His kids are hilarious. Oh. Yeah. He is hilarious. His husband is precious. Yeah, they are so much fun. He's um, friends with Kelly. There you go. And uh, Matt, yeah, he's amazing. So Matt's number I, one is I, Kelly. I, I, number one is Kelly. Kelly. Oh, Clarkson. 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 Yes, Clarkson. yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So he's amazing. And not only is he one of Nashville's, arg- arguably could be the Top. biggest songwriter yeah. in Nashville, but he owns his own publishing company. Wow. So he has writers yes, signed to him. Yeah. So there right. are hits that he may not have co-written but he's still making money off of yeah. because the writers are signed him and i that's something that i respect is yeah, like he, he is building an empire there the business there's the moment it. on in nashville there's music row so there's two uh-huh. one-way streets yep. mm-hmm. um that run parallel and all the houses are publishing companies or record mm-hmm. labels or whatever so you know you've made it as a company when you buy your spot on music row wow. and shane's company is called smack mm-hmm. and he bought the most beautiful office, renovated yeah. it, everything on Music Row. And that is such a special moment. Yeah, mm. It signifies a lot. It signifies a shift. There's a lot more uh, uh, evolving that needs to happen. Yeah. But of course, but it's it's just, it's great. But yeah. it's cool. It's it's cool to see in country music. I mean, the man writes for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, Men, yeah. women, uh-huh, like, and uh-huh. it's just like, it, it gives me hope for country music because I always feel, and you know what? It's, when will we see a gay country music star? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, it gives me hope that at least, you know, we're hearing like where yeah. it comes from here. And those, yeah, and, the, yeah, and those, those country stars are out there. Yeah. Like, but like, you know, they're, they're just, it's a tough genre. It's a tough genre. But, it um, is. I, but so, but, but with your, with what you're saying, which is that like, you just hope for good music to rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Is it that you don't want it to be bogged down by, a million other things that have to do with the marketing or just with the way that it's presented or completely it, and, yeah. and just exposure and what gets covered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just like not a song getting 
so much exposure because who the artist is, yeah. even if like if it's a bad song. Right. So right. it's just people uh, just giving great songs an Love opportunity. Great. You know, I looked at, you know how they do those like year end Spotify lists? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it said my top female artist, who I forget who actually it was probably Kim Petras. And then my top male artist, it was a tie. Between Troy Sivan and Bradley Cooper. Oh. <laughs> because I had listened to Shallow so many times Incredible. and like worn out the Star is Born soundtrack. But Troy was I there tied. Oh. So it was and it was hey, like your critics' choice moment. It was <laughs> yes, very it was it very was. that. Very yes, that. Yes. Troy is the guy. Ga- ironically, Troy is the Gaga and Bradley's the Glenn, right? In that situation, yes. <laughs> the Gaga is not the Bradley. No, no, the ingenue. No, no, no. no that's Troy. That's it has Troy. to be. Troy <laughs> wow. has ingenue written all over him. Oh my god. It's gotta be kind of like you can go to these award shows and like if you are we, at this time we don't know if it's up for an Oscar. It could be the song revelation. Uh, yes, yes. But um and not to jinx. No, you're fine. But um it's cool to kind of go to those things and know that something like Shallow is in the race, which is like winning everything. We went with such low pressure. Right? I mean, come that on. we were just there to have a good time. Yeah. yeah. It was so nice. And that's fun. But think about this like in the history of music and in like queer songwriting, I keep calling it, you know, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You're going to look back on this. People are going to look back on this and say, "Oh my god, wasn't it so cool that Shallow was nominated? Like, mm. was like, the category sister of Shallow was like Revelation yeah. by mm-hmm. Troy, by Leland, by Jonesy. Like, mm-hmm. like you are in that story. Like, that is part of the narrative for this year, which is such, a, I think, a, a landmark year for, yeah, for representation, for film, for like, you know, it's like you have Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book. I mean, for for whatever you think about these movies, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, Shallow, uh, Shallow. I called it Shallow. Star is Born, <laughs> um, Boy Erased. It's like these are all queer movies in yes. a way. Yeah, like huge and deal. also you know outside of that representation across the board. I mean, yeah, Black yeah, yeah. Panther, Black Klansman. I mean, it's yeah. overall it's it's been an exciting year. That's why, like, once they start naming the best of the year, it's like they picked that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Sometimes yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. come on, people. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. But sure, we'll sure. see how it shakes out. Anyway, but um, I do want to ask one more thing. So, with Boy Erased, had you seen the movie and then you guys write the song, or was he like, "This is what the song is"? We saw the specific scene, uh-huh. um, and uh, and then. You know, we knew what it was about, and obviously Troy was in the movie as well, so you'd had the, yes. the experience already of filming the movie, being very familiar with the mm. script. Inspired, um, obviously. Yes, yeah. and uh, we knew what uh, the director, Joel, wanted. Mm-hmm. Wanted from that moment that we looked at the materials for the conversion camp when we were looking, uh, writing the song, and the last time I'd seen those materials was when mm. I'd been, like, sent them as an option. Oh, gosh, and so yeah, that, well. was, that was very strange. Yeah. But also it was like, wow, I... It's however 10 years later and I am a proud, like out and proud gay man. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was a lot. Yeah. Like this is the thing is that you just have to confront whatever the darkest things are. I've t- this is something I keep saying. You just have to confront these things mm-hmm. or else they will just eat away at you. I'm realizing that I have not even really had an honest conversation with my parents about going to conversion therapy. Well, I think like, both parties have to be ready to have that conversation. And I, I am pretty ready. It's, it's, it's. I think, I think balls in their court now, mm-hmm. and like, right. But that's I, where I am yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, but like, that's like the power of like what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, it's like that's making me think about that. But it's like, Bloom is this landmark thing in the culture. Like, y- like I know that you say that you like get overwhelmed at this probably sometimes, but like. 
that is mm-hmm. incredible already what you've yeah. done in your career. Truly. Thank you. That's so and proud. it starts conversations. I mean, like just you know, someone like Nicole Kidman um, being in that movie. Oh my gosh. I'm very grateful for that because, you know, Nicole Kidman can go on any talk show she wants and she can bring this film to the the masses. Yeah. And, you know, it also has Russell Crowe. Um, it has a Troy Savon in it. Lucas, Lucas Hedges, Hedges, who is, a, uh, who is a, a becoming a big deal. Yep. And Joel Edgerton, the actor, who's not a small actor, who's also now this great director. Mm-hmm. And so just this big name talent, like giving everything they have to this kind of film so that people can hear the story. And also to know that it wasn't the only film about conversion therapy out this year. Yeah, there was also absolutely. Cameron Post. Yes. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, just to know that we're really tackling this because I do think it's a Scientology-esque Situation Absolutely. where it's like we must get rid of this. Yeah, I mean yeah. It's, it's still legal destroying now. People's lives. As of a couple of days ago, it was the law passed in New York. Yes, so uh, it's banning, wow. banning conversion therapy. But that means now because the phrase that I've been saying is it's still legal in thirty six states, but now it's thirty five, so which now. is incredible. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, and you can if you're you have to find out if you're living in a state yeah. where conversion therapy is still legal. And never Crazy. forget that our vice president at this moment, you know. He's someone who thinks this works. Yep. And oh his God. evil wife yep. is, I'm sorry, but teaching like whatever fucking art class or whatever at schools that do not allow LGBT people at all to be involved. At all. Like, and never stop talking about this because it is not normal. I understand so many things about this are not normal, but this is a threat to our community in a big way. Yeah. It's one of the biggest. I mean, and thankfully, you have come out on the other side and. Like but, but um, some people don't. Do some people, Absolutely some not. people do not. Don't. Don't. And yeah. that's in the film. Yeah. yeah. And in the book. Um, also, imagine teaching an art class with no queer kids. The worst fucking. Oh my you gosh. have bad pictures. <laughs> imagine, imagine the art fair. Terrible. The art Terrible. fair. I certainly wouldn't All hang paper it up. Mache. I wouldn't <laughs> hang it up by my wall or any. I wouldn't hang it up on my worst enemy's wall. There you go. Straight art. <laughs> no straight art. That's another maybe title of no it. No straight it's art. It's a rule of culture number 75. There should be no, no straight, straight art. art. And Leland's joining in. Yes, okay. I uh, you must. We must. Okay, now I think it's time to ask the question. It's time to ask the question. Here we are. The, the question is, Leland, what was the culture that made you say culture is for me? Which is what is the formative and there can be multiple answers. Sure. Formative um pieces of media uh or just your environment. It could just be like mm-hmm. your upbringing. Um uh, in, in, a, in a religious setting where it's like these things that moved you into the place that you are now. You touchstone. You touchstones. Um, it was very much the medley in Mrs. Doubtfire wow. where he is being made a woman. Oh. From the moment the door opens, he knocks on the door, Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack. Yeah. Yes. And he goes, can you make me a woman? She goes, honey, I'm so happy. Oh, and then the medley yeah, yeah, starts yeah. and that was it. Oh my God. The whole medley. That, you know, so that was it. It's so funny because I feel like you're either like a Mrs. Doubtfire person who had that movie or, or you're not. I, for some reason, didn't watch that movie I until much s- later. Yeah. Dave Mazzoni, though, our, our, who you know, my mm-hmm, co-host for Game mm-hmm. Show, he's a Mrs. Doubtfire bitch. We, my best friend Steven and I were walking up and down the Upper West Side a couple of days ago and quoted the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People can do Did that. Every do single it. bit, but- Truly, that that montage, yeah, that montage yes. of her becoming and doing all the transformations and uh, Barbara the Barbara Streisand moment and all yeah. of that, just that. Iconic. And what I love about it is, like I said, I grew up in a very conservative home. Yes. That is drag. That yeah. is a drag it's queen. Drag. And drag. for some reason, that snuck in the house. It was. It and was pe- allowed. People it snuck in the house. Got on board with it. Yeah, because it, it was it Robin through. Williams. Yeah, I think so. And and so it was. 
that. It mm. was the birdcage. Yes. Changed yes. my life. Yes. Yes. Uh, Again, Robin. Complete. And then freshman year of college, I had my first boyfriend and I told my parents that I cannot come home for fall break. I have so much studying uh-huh, to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And my first boyfriend and I snuck to, and we drove to Chicago. <gasps> from Nashville and stayed with my friend for the weekend and she sat us down and showed us the movie Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Wow. And I had never seen anything like it Mm. and it blew my mind. Yeah, of course. Those songs stuck with me and recently, which I cannot believe, Mm. I had dinner and have become good friends with Stephen Trask. Wow. And uh, and just like... That's yeah. amazing. It's just insane. That's that, a full circle ass so, moment. Uh, yes, yeah. and so it was all. It was all like a lot, a lot of drag moments that, like, I was gonna say, yeah, that uh, define or like that started that ins- inspiration of, um, uh, I guess, just where a, I'm at now. For the culturists that don't know, Stephen Trask was uh, John Cameron Mitchell's collaborator on mm-hmm. Hedwig and the Angry mm-hmm. Inch and did the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, and also, John Cameron Mitchell is like in it with. He's he's he is like he's, he's like. He well, he's coming back in this way that like sort of like he has his foot in like a comedy, the contemporary comedic mm-hmm. thing where it's like he'll come to like like he he comes to like birthday parties and shit. Wow, yeah, he's around. so funny. He's uh, around. Yeah. And he's like the coolest person in the world. Um, that those are whatever. I had I had I didn't mean to like name drop John Cameron Mitchell, but um, but you did. But I did. And you have to live with it. No. Um. <laughs> and now I want to go to that birthday party. Yeah. And, and now you're it's coming. It's crazy for you to talk about birthday parties. Birthday parties that we were in. <laughs> birthday, parties. Birthday, party. birthday, birthday parties. Birthday parties. Birthday parties. Birthday Cardi B's line of birthday Cardi. parties. Exactly. Honey, oh, yes. she would succeed. Mm-hmm. Um. Th- those are so great those are such good examples i have to admit yeah i'm not a mrs doubtfire gay but like i understand it to be like i didn't watch until after my wind like the critical window had like closed on me. well yeah i'll tell you what i think is iconic about it like sally Sally. Sally. yes 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 for me sally is in my top five Oh my God. Sally yes. to me is iconic. She's in my hashtag. What's, what's, coven. The, what's the moment? What's the moment? Um, the whole time. The, the, the whole time. time the, the whole time. time. That's I, it. Genius. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. That imagine being the person that slowly that line reading that. that uh-huh. Oh uh-huh. my God. She's unbelievable. She's unreal. And, and you know, the thing about Sally is like, what I love about Sally is, she never disappears. She's always Sally Field, but you are never mad. Like, it's no. kind of like Meryl Streep, too. I find that Meryl Streep doesn't disappear. She's kind of always Meryl, she, even though she's doing the Meryl. voices and whatever. Mm-hmm. She's always Meryl, and I love that. Like, You don't need to totally disappear from me. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. What I also love about Mrs. Doubtfire that it, is that it addressed divorce. Yes. Mm-hmm. In which a, in, I really yeah. hadn't seen... You know, and and growing up uh, in Mississippi, you you are told that divorce is not an not option. An option. Yes, yes, divorce yes. is a sin. But then I'm like, no, actually, if you don't like each other anymore, you should get a divorce. And things don't work uh, out actually um, <laughs> yeah. more often than they do nowadays. And also, I, the only thing with that movie that I I would criticize is that there's a possibility that they get back together at the end. I think it's fine that they're divorced. Absolutely, you know what I mean? like, right, right, let right. them be divorced because yes. that is not the reality for lots of kids. So if I go back to a movie from 1993. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm Oh my God. I have notes. <laughs> there you go. I mean, sure. For, for, with starring one of the best comedic actors oh, ever. What a loss, man. Um, we're, and we're, then in, in two of your formative movies. I mean, and Hook, yes. Hook is one of my favorite uh, movies yes. of all time. Yeah. I mean, I would even say, I would even shout out the bitch in Jumanji. Jumanji, oh. absolutely. I wore out that VHS for yes, Jumanji. Yes, I did too. Yeah. I did too. I remember all the previews that were on it. Fly Away Home. 
oh, with Miss Anna Paquin. I love the music in that movie. Yes. It was amazing. Mm. Yes, Miss Anna Paquin. And also and she's Alaska. She's flying with all the geese. Yes. Chills. Yes. Who was the father in that movie? Uh, was it Jeff Daniels? I think it was, it was Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Yes, yeah. who gave a, an iconic speech at the Golden Globes. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, wait, no. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. We're getting oh, our yeah, Jeff yeah, Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jeff Daniels was in Flyway Home. Jeff right. Bridges gave the Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges yes. As Chris yes, yes, yes. Pine looked on. Look, there's so many Jeffs, so many Chris's. Oh, too many Chris's. Too many Chris's. But I love all Chris's. Um, I as someone who people often point to and go, Chris, right? And I go, No, but yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. That's the right answer. <laughs> no, but yeah. I, I might as well be a Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite Robert Williams is honestly, and this is so pathetic. Hmm. It's not like he's not fun in it. Don't say like insomnia. No, like Patch Adams. Goodwill Hunting. Uh, I think he's what? I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> how? When, when's the last time you saw it? Like, I don't know, like fairly re- not fairly recently, but like five years ago because my parents had never seen it, and it was like, okay, wow. well, this is something that like the whole family can enjoy. He's certainly fantastic. <laughs> he's in very. It. He's not he's, funny, but he's no. But the whole thing of like like his wife farting in bed, like oh yeah, he's what great. a what a beautiful moment of just comedic like no, he's. They're like grief mixed with comedy, mixed mm-hmm. with all this stuff. I was just like, that is like. Yeah. I mean, I watch I watch Hooky around. Oh, you do absolutely. I have, I I have to have so a movie long. in the background, and it's typically that Hook. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, interesting. You have to have a movie in the background, but not when you're working. Not when I'm working, yeah, but okay, just like running around the house, doing things. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I have the housewives on always. There you oh, go. Incredible. I need to do that more. I I just my background shit is like c- cooking videos on YouTube, which is dumb it needs mm. to be actual culture mm. it needs to be cooking is culture i know cooking but is culture are you a cook uh no <laughs> i can make a couple things yeah. but that's it that's I, I, I have definitely... like a cookie recipe by memory Ooh, but that's about there it you go. there you go that shows can, my priorities i can make pasta are. by memory <laughs> <laughs> the bad, I think that's your book title from the box. Pasta, Pasta by, by memory. memory. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Leland, what would your book title be? Oh, uh, life in the fast food lane. Yo, Ooh, come on, bitch. Uh, okay, yes. let's get into fast food, baby. I am fresh off Whole Thirty. I the world is my oyster. Although I am, I wait. What? You're already done. I was. I told studio. I was like, I'm just gonna give it. I'm, I'm gonna stop at t- day twenty. Okay. So, okay. So, so I'm done. Whole twenty. Whole twenty. Do you want? I saw the cutest thing. I went to visit my friend Stephen, who lives here at work, and uh, he introduced me to some of his coworkers. One of his coworkers had flowers on her desk, uh-huh. and I, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's the occasion? Congratulations. She said, my girlfriend sent them to me because I'm halfway through whole thirty. <laughs> that is Honestly, so. Sweet, so the sweetest, and it's so sweet, so goddamn hard. I was immediately uh, yeah. furious <laughs> that I don't have that type of relationship. Yeah, uh, I thought it was really flowers precious. for half. Wait, not even no, not, half. not that she did, just half. Yeah, beautiful. You need encouragement in these streets. You do need encouragement. Um, I, also, like, but I will say, like, have you ever done like? Do you you don't like diet? Like, I I, had, I did the keto diet, and it was actually very successful yes. for me. If yes. I, I heard it works. if I stu- I go into a mode, yes. and I stick to it, yes. and it does it. Worked well. It's good. Yeah, it's good I, I heard keto is a good one that that works. Keto, I'm, you get to the eat. thing about Whole Thirty yeah. is, I went over to our friend Sudi, who was also doing Whole Thirty at the time, and she made like a beef a Whole Thirty beef stew that was like totally compliant with Whole Thirty. I, I famously love a beef stew. Yeah, I mean my I favorite food. Slow, I love I love a beef, beef stew, stew. Beef stew can, constipated for days, yeah, but I mean, it's worth. But it's it. good, yes. and also this stew was good. It needed a little salt, as no. things often do. <laughs> but you know, it's actually a rule of culture. Things often need salt. It's rule of culture number th- 14. No, it, oh my God, bitch. I always he, say 14. He always goes to 14. It's rule of culture number 96. Things, Things often need, need salt. salt. But this whole 30 compliant beef stew, 
it's missing a lot. Mm. Mm. The beef? The, it's missing no, the beef. No, the beef I, is there. The beef is there, but also it's just, it's beef, That's mushroom. your autobiography title. The, the beef, beef is, is there. there. <laughs> beef, it's beef, mushrooms, and potatoes. Okay. Fine. But for me, take out the mushrooms. This is what I need to have my beef I too. Fuck you. It needs to be a wine, a wine-based Yes, sauce. a red wine. Red wine. Oh. Mm, yama, yama. Reduced red wine. Um, beef stock, whatever. And then with with a fondant, well, not fondant, fondant. Fond- with mine, with I have cake, mine with a fondant. With a cake fondant. Yes. I need a fondant. Uh, no, 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 no. This, this, this is what it needs to have. Beef, of course. Mm-hmm. Potatoes. Mm-hmm. Carrots. There they are. Okay, I was waiting. Yeah, peas. I, I, I was... Peas? Peas? You gotta have fucking peas in your beef stew, bitch. Okay, bitch. And... Some rose, a couple sprigs of rosemary. Maybe mm. if you're feeling fun. Oh no, of course celery. Oh my god. Mm. And celery. Oh, That's I it. live and die for celery. There you go. Mm. Oh my god. And you, you burn calories eating and it. You burn Honey, calories eating. And That's also one of the high few in fiber. Facts I know. <laughs> What I know a few things. That's Science. one of them. High in fiber for those of us out here trying and trying and trying to have gay anal sex. There you go. I mean, I bloom. Maybe, maybe not. How much celery have I eaten? Oh wow! A sequel song. Mm-hmm. That's actually rule of culture number sixty-four. I, I bloom. bloom maybe, 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 maybe not. not. How, How much, much celery, celery have, have I eaten? <laughs> Favorite. Okay, go to fast food place, Leland. I mean, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Uh, taco yes, we have to Bell. stop with this Taco Bell erasure. Taco oh my god! Bell. So when Tyler and I first became friends, mm-hmm. he was driving this like Ford Focus. I also had a Ford Focus at one chapter oh in my, my life. Okay, this is Ford not Focus? this is not the place where you come to like hawk brag, Ford Focus. Brag, no, sorry. I love I miss Ford Focuses. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a, I had a they beautiful. Were, no, they he always sponsored he, American Idol. Oh my! Oh, you're right. Do you remember? <laughs> he had a Jetta. He had a Jetta. Uh-huh. Cute for him. And I got in his car. He opened up the glove compartment or the middle, the, the middle yes. section of the glove, mm-hmm. and there were about four hundred Taco Bell gift cards. Shut up! And from I got fans? I got chills. Oh no, from Taco Bell corporate. What? And, I and he was like, "Yes, yeah." And I, he was like, "Should we go to Taco Bell?" I well, you don't bloom after. You don't. Uh, I mean, um, at your own risk. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so there was a chapter in my life where we would just go get Taco Bell. Oh my god! And it was so nice. Never paid a dime. I no. used to. Ah! Holy shit! Mm-hmm. I used to go to Taco Bell, and my order was because you know that Taco Bell's often conjoined with Pizza Hut. So I yes. would get I would yes. get two yes. chicken quesadillas and a little personal pizza, and I would be able to just house that. Now at this day and age of my late twenties, honey, no, never, honey, no, never. never. I can probably handle one chicken quesadilla. Or I can eat two, but I, I I can take or leave the pizza. The in sauce in the chicken quesadilla. The sauce. Hun. Yeah. Ugh. And also, like, when they're a little... But they can't not cook. Sometimes with these Taco Bells, they don't cook it all the way. Like, I, didn't, no. I didn't mean to trigger or, something. No, it's not a trigger. It's just like, I, when I when I go to get a quesadilla, I want... And I, a quesadilla is my shit there. Charred. I right? want it charred. charred. It, it needs to be charred. I like it like I like my marshmallows. Charred. Charred. Mm, charred. Mm-hmm. I like it like I like my Swiss... Char. Mm. Um, that doesn't. Make, that I doesn't like work. it how I like my Pokemon. Charizard. <laughs> I can I tell you something? You can just what I always get. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what else is in the order. Must get two mm-hmm. plain bean burritos Ugh. every time I go. Yes, you hate this. I just don't like a bean burrito because I know what's gonna it's gonna do to your fucking system. Bitch. But it's, what you it's, don't know it's about just him like is, a night in, is a when night in. is when he's had when he's been eating things that are gonna disagree with his stomach. The noises that come from Bo and Yang 
are similar to that of an angry Egyptian king. <laughs> now I need. <laughs> That's that comes out of my yeah. Be hanging out with him at your own risk. Now after he's eaten. And just, just some and you're forward about it. And some fire, and some fire packets, fire sauce. Packets. Oh, see, I'm, I'm a mild. You're a mild. I'm queen? a mild. I like the taste. I, I love the taste of the mild. You, you don't want the the pecans. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like spicy. I'm a spicy queen. Okay, mm. spicy. I'm chaotic. Queen. I'm chaotic. Good spicy. Okay, that's how I identify. Yes, but not super spicy. Come on, come on. You but I enjoy do like it. spice. You don't want to sweat. No. When I go to Chipotle, I always ask for mild and hot, and sometimes I get an awkward eye. No, it's fine. No, it's Whatever. Fine. I ask for mild and medium. Mm. Mild and medium. Mild and medium mm. queen. Okay, we have to talk about the other two and your involvement with it. Um, the like, wh- like the whole show is predicated on like this kid becoming this huge pop star and having these songs, and like you ended up writing these like very good songs. <laughs> like, what was that? What was that process like? Where you were just with in the room with Chris and Sarah, <laughs> coming up with what these songs were supposed to be? Like? No, they would send me lyrics. Oh, uh, they they sent me lyrics that they worked on like very almost completely fleshed out. Mm. Wow. Um, and because uh, as you said, like they come from an incredible background of writing songs, yeah. and mm. um, and so then I would take the lyrics and make them hooky and put music underneath them and and then send them a couple options of like here's how you here's like a verse option i it all like comes down to the chorus yeah so yeah. I, I would send you know two three four five versions of different choruses using the lyrics that they had sent over uh-huh. um and uh and then we just went back and forth and they were so amazing to work with yeah. and i i would write the songs and then i brought them to my friend gabe lopez to produce uh-huh. uh who produces a lot for brandy carlisle oh my Ooh, god queen. Oh, sorry sorry oh my god Belinda Carlisle. Okay. Belinda. Also the queen. queen. Also queen. Yeah. The queen, 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 queen. The queen, queen. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we, we would just try different things and yeah. it was so much fun. And I wanted to, there were a lot of complexities to it mm-hmm. because uh, Chase's career in the show had to evolve. Yes. So uh, the songs had to get better and that's very relative and strange. Sure. It's like, so how do I write a better song now right. so that fits? Um but then, you know, I was like, I want to have a One Republic Americana moment yeah. uh, for uh, My Brother's Gay for yes, that song. Yes. And then uh, and then later in the, ser- the series, uh, he has a like a big performance that we had to strip back one of the songs. Oh, really? Um, and do like a reinvent it. You know, when people yeah. go on an award show and they reinvent the song yes. with... Like if it's a like an up tempo song, but they do it with an orchestra. Sure. Right, right, right. You know, right, so we had to have one of those moments. Right. Oh yes, so at the, the for, at the VMAs. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, good yeah that was. A and great then we moment. we did uh, a bunch of remixes for my brother's gay. So we did the gay club <laughs> remix, all these remixes. So that was uh, we did like that a was Latin one of my remix. favorite episodes. But the my brother's gay episode is I think and so it all perfect. hinges on the song. Yes, it, the song is doing all the work, is moving the plot forward. Yeah, and that's amazing. You like you were you you were writing songs that were like breaking the story that we're just like moving it along in this way that was like so brilliant. So fun. I can't believe it. Seriously. Oh they, I mean, we've talked, we've talked about Molly Shannon and Chris and Sarah and all these people, but to, I, I'd gone to uh, Saturday Night Live last, last, last January yes. when Troy, Troy performed. Yes. Which was an iconic performance. So, so special. Yeah. And, uh, and it, I truly was the person that was like, this is my like Mecca. This is the yeah. Holy grail of comedy. This mm-hmm. is, I, I, and recognize amazing music and moments. music. Oh, yeah. and and a bucket list as a songwriter. Yes. Yes. You you're like I can't speak for everyone, but my dreams were like hopefully one day to have a song performed on the Grammys. But Saturday Night Live Saturday is Night. is the place. Yes, and so to not 
have only one, but like to have co-written both songs that he was performing was such a special moment. Ali X and I sat in the audience on the, uh, the balcony area yes, and just yes. cried. And it was so special. And, um, and so I remember being there and, and telling Troy and telling, uh, our friends who we were with, I don't know how, I don't know like on what, but I need to work with these people somehow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was three weeks later that I was like sitting in an office with Chris and Sarah. Oh my God. It was so crazy. So yeah, I, I love, and I feel like my, like, I feel like everything led up to have, uh, having the capability to work on this show. Cause it's sure. that type of writing is very specific. So working on drag race for now four years yes. and then writing pop songs, this felt like the culmination of both of those things. Well, it's just a perfect intersection of like your passions and your mm-hmm. interests. And that's completely so special. So let's talk about drag race. Because you got to be on cam mm-hmm. as the helper, so can you give us a little bit? Who are you? Who are you working with at Drag Race? Like, do you have interactions with Rue? Uh, yes, I yeah. mean, I, I, uh, Rue is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel so lucky to be in that family. Yeah, and wow. to be around um, uh, LGBTQ people that come from a generation where I mean, they are just comedic geniuses yes yes. and so anytime i can be around them and absorb that energy and those stories and that comedy and i i love it yeah um yeah and i mean drag race is working on drag race is truly i work with um my co-composer freddie scott Mm -hmm. who is amazing and it is one of the hardest things i i work on because uh you'll work on a um an extravaganza yes which usually consists of 12 Many songs yes. of varying genres uh-huh. that have to be equally competitive for each queen. Oh my god! That have to have an opportunity for each each queen to have a moment if they take advantage of it, or if they do it the right way. Wow! Um, and have to have different voices. So Ali X has been uh, yeah. has done some voices for me. I do a lot of the voices on Kardashian the musical. Oh, uh, I wow. was Courtney Kardashian. Um, oh my god! And I made it to the final cut and the final edit. And oh the, yeah! Oh, oh my yeah! God! Um, and uh, and yeah, and then on Bad Girls of Herstory, Ali X <gasps> was the voice of Princess Diana. I didn't know that Ali X did all these. Uh-huh. I'm Princess Di. I'm, I'm very shy. shy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I cannot believe you know it. And the world fell in love with my eyes. Bing, bing, bing. Oh. <laughs> my favorite, favorite, favorite thing to, was uh, was Alyssa Edwards as, um, oh, yeah. as Annie Oakley. Oh my so God. Bang, bang. Boom, boom. Yeah, we were so great. She came. Killed it. I mean, Alyssa and is detox. detox. Detox was incredible. Detox as uh, Marie Antoinette, <laughs> and that was my friend Emma Fitzpatrick, who lives here, uh, who I went to college with. So I just call all my friends to do all the voices. Ugh. Like insane. You get to be part of the gag. Do you feel like you uh, enjoy it more or less watching it because you're involved? Is that like something you lose being involved? No, 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 no. Being on set and watching it go down, watching them perform, it's a rush that like. You can't describe. Yeah, it is God. so. It's well, it's freezing. First of all, on sets, so you're like shaking. Oh, really? Also, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you the you don't want the queens to sweat or anyone to sweat. They're in mm. so much fabric, wow. so much makeup, wigs, and everything. So it's freezing. But um, but also, you, yeah, it's it is so special. Yeah, that's it's so. No, that's the that's and it feels like uh, uh it's just getting going, and it's ten yeah. seasons in, it's ten seasons which is in. insane. Yeah, that's unheard of. <sighs> yeah. That's unheard of. It's only growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the conversations around it are so, so important. So Mm -hmm. we're like, when we're recording this, we're like in the middle of All Stars 4 right now. Do you end up knowing results? No. 
Okay. Uh, and I don't want to. Yeah. You know, yes. I am a massive fan of Drag Race. Uh, I was a fan before I worked on the show. Yeah. But there, people in my friend group are bigger fans. Uh-huh. And it, it, it is so intense. Yeah. Um, and so I don't typically like talk about it. Uh, one, because I've signed a million MD- NDAs. Yes. And uh, two, because I forget, like, it, we we filmed my the episode that I was on this on this season. We filmed it last January. Uh-huh. You know, so you forget the interactions that happened. I yeah. forgot that I had some fun moments with Gia and uh-huh. and uh, fun moments with Farah, and and so you forget all those things, and then you watch it back. And my friends, you know, will will be like, "So what's going on?" And I'm like, "I, I one forgot. I'm not telling <laughs> yeah, you." Yeah, yeah. And two, I forget. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's oh my crazy. god. That's so so exciting. when. I, th- this the question I'm going to ask is so insane. How big is that main stage area? <laughs> like, is it huge? It's a big room. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. huge. Yeah, it's not one of those spaces where you go in and you're like, oh my gosh, it's I'm so like, much smaller. It's so small. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That thing. Like when I went to the Price Is Right, I was like, this is tiny. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Um, but no, it's it's a it's big. You know what's really small? Uh, watch what happens live. That's yes, tiny, it tiny, is tiny, tiny, yeah. tiny, yes. tiny, tiny, yes, yes, tiny, yes. intimate, tiny. intimate. Yeah, but no, it's a it's a great space and like i i get chills like when i see the snatch game set coming oh. out or anything like that it's it's wow. so cool yeah oh my god what's your favorite one that you've worked on like like a uh, favorite song like uh, or extravaganza, extravaganza or... as we as we refer to um it. i mean there i loved writing um a classic uh is there an anal option from farmer <gasps> musical oh my god yeah yes. my my friend mia was the the voice of that who we also went to college with and um <laughs> Is and there an anal option? Mayhem so Miller. Good. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was Mayhem? That was Mayhem. <sighs> um, but I, I mean, I do think I loved working on Bad Girls of Herstory. Yeah, that Bad was Girls really fun. That, that All-Stars 2 cast is, is Unbeatable. iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think All-Stars 4 comes close, though. I really oh, do. so good. I think it's been fucking amazing. Right, so we, so we're recording this right after um, the Lala Perusa episode. And that, like, because I, I was telling you, man, I was like, I don't, like, it's a good season. I don't know about this roster, though. Like, are do are we liking, like, this group of You've people? always had uh, hesitation. I've uh, Since they announced this cast, I've been so but on board. But then... Mm-hmm. Like the Lala Perusa episode just like crystallized everything. I was like, they picked all the right girls, mm. and like it's this is such good television. It's so like it all comes together in this one episode. And now like there's more of the season to be had, but yeah. like so fun, such a good episode. Watching of it TV. and like seeing the runways this, all this year and thinking about All Stars in general. Do you know who I think is gonna eventually fucking kill an All Star season? Asia. Asia O'Hara. Yes. I think yes. Asia yes. O'Hara is going to yes. win All-Stars. I think what, what will be really tough is if Asia O'Hara and Shea Coulee are in the same season, mm. it's going to be hard. And I think they'll both do All-Stars 5. But Asia has a redemption arc that she is going in with. And Asia comes to the runway with gags. Yes, mm. yes, Already yeah. not on an All-Star season. Totally. So what is Asia, what is an elevated runway Asia gonna be? Yeah. yeah. That is fucking crazy totally. to think yeah. about. Totally. I have and a lot Shay of respect is... for the queens that come with no budget. You yes. know, I, I, yeah, it's a heart, yeah. Asia fucking came in and made her dandelion look with an Ikea. Like, yeah, straight like, from Ikea, bitch. <laughs> she, she made it work. And also like, 
that's the reason I say Asia and Shay is because I feel like those are the two. Because I don't think Kim Chi is ever doing it. I just don't get the sense that she's ever going to do All Stars. But I think Shay and Asia are both waiting for their moment. I think it's going to come at the same time, and that will be a gag mm. because Shay is also so fucking. Creative. She is also fun fact. Shay or uh, Kim Chi and Tyler Oakley went to high school together. Oh my really? god! No yes. way! You know, oh, Joel so Kim funny. Booster and Shay Kule went to high school together, Amazing. and they were yes. in the same production of um, the Crucible. No, no. The music oh, man. no, no. It <laughs> was um, of those. I will take those. Little right? Shop of Horrors, incredible, and, and um, Shay was Audrey too, and Joel was um, Seymour. Seymour, yeah, amazing. Oh my yeah, God. Wow, I, wow, wow. Can they please re- revive that? Yes. I mean, they're both fame. They're about, they're both big <laughs> people would people. buy people would pay money to see that. Just I would two gorgeous yeah. people mm-hmm. doing a, doing gorgeous music. work. Gorgeous work. <laughs> um, is it time? I think it's time. Okay, I it's think gonna be so, time. We're doing. I don't think so. Honey. We're doing. I don't think so, honey. Yeah. Did you come prepared, bitch? I did come prepared, yeah, as prepared as I can. I'm very nervous. No, I also might lose some friendships over this. Oh, wow, then you know it's gonna be good. Uh, um, this is our one minute. This is our one minute segment where uh, we each go off for one minute, as I've said, uh, about pop culture. Something that's getting our goat. It doesn't have to be pop culture related. It's something in the culture. Mm-hmm. Matt, do you have something? I need a second. Okay, you need a second. Yeah. I think. Because I'm deciding between two things, and I want to hear yours, so I I go I land on a different flavor. Okay. uh, Well, oh wait, mine was gonna be topical, and we have to remember not to be topical. Okay. Um. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Here we go. This is Bo and Yang's. (laughs) I don't think so, honey. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Poppers. Lately, (laughs) I've been using poppers, and it's it's been rush. It's been rush, and I do the poppers, and I'm trying to. This is for my own private use. It's not with. I haven't been so lucky as to be with another person. Um, in a sexual setting, so it's for my own poppers use, so that so that I stick other things up my butt. Right, but it's 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 giving me too much of a little head rush. I'm like, wait a minute, I can't concentrate, and it's not the intended thing. I don't feel vasodilation. Thirty seconds. I don't. I can't tell if it's making things easier for me down there, and like. Bitch, you got. I I can't believe I had to walk to Chelsea into some insane sex shop and spend forty dollars to buy two little bottles. Poppers fifteen. The fact that there are top and bottom poppers is insane to me. There there should just be one for bottoms. The tops they don't need anything. They're mm. they're set. They should just take a, a masculinity pill on five and seconds. That's it. So I don't think so many poppers. We need to rethink the way that we present these and how we advertise what their effects and are. And that's why I'm in it. You know, I think you might just be taking too much of a. No, I'm I'm just going boop boop, and that's it. Wow. Also, if you need <laughs> someone to take those off your hands. <laughs> I love this stuff. Let me know. I love this know. stuff. And I'm new Kimbo's, to it. I'm really? new to it. And I, I'm a fan. It? But I, my group of friends, we started doing it recreationally. See, I mean, yes. Joel, I li- I like our friend it Joel does it recreationally. He'll bring yeah. it to the club. Joel's stunt when he's around straight people is he'll be like, hey, you should try poppers just for fun. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And it's we fun. did it. We did it but on stage before I Don't Think So Honey LA. Oh, oh my god! We like cheers oh with our poppers god. and did them. <laughs> Last night at the uh, after party, yes. we all cheers with our fried chicken sandwiches. And it was I very gorgeous. Very special. That was a good fried chicken sandwich. So good. Also, so when I uh, did the Troy tour and we stopped in Atlanta, my whole group of friends drove down, down from Nashville. Uh, and then I went and sat with them and danced <laughs> while Troy was, per, Troy was on stage. Uh-huh. And this was new to me to see my entire group of friends, girls, guys, gay, straights, all doing poppers. <laughs> Every, I was like, what? It's a revolution. What is going on? Yeah. Yes. Poppers like, revolution. And then I was like, pass the poppers. Yeah, pass the poppers, hon. Mm-hmm. Fine. One time, Bowen and I walked into a room and a friend said, pop the poppers, the gays are here. And I was like, I love that as our intro. Oh my God, who said this? Joanna Bradley. <laughs> Remember? 
queer. I mean, she's queer herself. Yep. And she, so she was allowed to say that. I've decided what I'm going to do and it's on theme. Okay, it's on theme? Great. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. That bottoming hurts. <laughs> Can I say something? All I want to do is take a fucking cock. Seriously, oh like my the kind God. of porn that I watch is like exclusively like obviously it's clear to me that I want to get fucked and then literally like I'll oh. try, I'll be on my lonesome like and I'm, I'm thinking like in my private times should I and I can't even stomach the fact of trying to do that with myself no I need to be able to take dicks because let me tell you something I feel that there's a side of my sexuality that is like just not being explored and I don't seconds. think so honey I listen to Bloom and I'm like so proud to be part of this community and then can't even fucking hack it <laughs> and I want to be able to hack it so bad I want to be able to hack it so bad, honey. And honestly, here's the thing. Bowen seconds. has mentioned a trainer dildo. And yes, I am. That's what I was going to say. I, yes. I would like to get out there and try to try to get it. But the fact of the matter is, am, is it going to be a wasteful purchase? Am no, I going no. to like actually enjoy this? I really hope so. <laughs> I don't think so, honey, that it hurts. I just want to have fucking sex. And that's one minute. Okay. <laughs> trainer dildo will not hurt. It is like it is just so. What you do is I want to be able to use my asshole for sex. Okay, here's 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 what you do. Start with this is and for anyone if it, this is too graphic, we're so sorry. Um, but also we're not. I, we're I not came I came to this episode for this. Okay, yeah. great. So I yes yes yes, and we're also not apologizing for us. This is no. bloom, but this yeah. is this is this is this is the anal option. So <laughs> gotta get a great lube. Okay, gotta get your fingers in there. Oh god, in the lube. Start with one, two, three. After three, <laughs> three even. After you're after you're in with three, you, you go in with the trainer. Take a hit of poppers. Mm-hmm. Play your porn, whatever you want to do, and then you if if you feel up for it, you can you can like work with the trainer for like a week or so, and then you move up to <sighs> something fidgety. girthier. Okay, and and then the next and then and then and then you'll be ready. I would love to be able to fucking not be so skittish about this. I I was in very much in the same place as you are, and. It, it and it and it's this is just one of the things that we have to live with. It sucks, but it's but it's worth it once you get there. Sure, there you go. Uh, being a stern verse, yeah, stern verse. I, uh, that's that's uh, what I really <laughs> what I really want us to be able to like be able to confidently say I'm verse. Uh huh. Okay, that's sister, all I, I want. I have in the past uh, been with someone that used a uh, a training dildo, a trainer, yeah. and it changed everything. Okay. Wow. You know what? All right, that's fine. Love then I, then I know what I have to do. Then I know what I must do. Also, it sounded like you were singing one, two, three. Like one, two, some three. Some sort of like with the fingers. I was dying. That's so one, funny. One, two, three, oh. four. I, okay. And then can I ask you something? Sure. <laughs> it changed everything for the better. I, because for me, it's like my, my thing now is that like, am I taking away something that is, that gives me value as a sexual being where I, I take pride in my I'm just gonna say it in my tightness, mm. and people comment on that. And then now, oh n- now I'm like worried that I'm like taking that away by like just getting, oh, just getting no. more regular use. No. I wouldn't worry about that. Don't okay. stress no, no, it. No, 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 no. Great, great. Okay. I just feel like the kind of way I feel sexually lately is like I want to be like grabbed. I don't want to be like the aggressor. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't, you I, I don't t- feel like that right now. Like in my in my, you like, want to be tossed around. Honestly, like two years ago, I was like feeling very toppy, mm-hmm. and now I'm like. Mm-mm. You're not, not where I'm at. Not happy no more. <laughs> no, and even with my stash. Oh, wow. I'm. I feel like I'm posturing as a top, and meanwhile, I have like this. I have this podcast. What do you mean? I feel like we're very bottomy. Our vo- our vocals. Oh, whatever. That's bullshit. <laughs> um, there's no bottom. And when voice. I was on Food for Thought, they were like shocked that I identified as a top. 
Oh, whatever. They were like, That's we thought them. you were a screaming musical theater bottom. Okay, Food for Thought Boys, that is... My type. <laughs> <laughs> Food for Thought Boys, that is not... That is politically uncouth of you to say. Yeah, dare fuck you. you guys. Fran, mm. Dennis, fucking Joe. I refuse your offer to replace Dave. Joe. Wow. Um, okay, this is it. This is Leland. I don't, Leland's, think, so, I don't think so, honey. I have been stressing. You've, no. done, you've done things that we could never, ever, ever fucking do. Just, oh. you will you will nail this. I promise. This is Leland's I Don't Think So, honey, and his time starts now. I Don't Think So, honey, jazzy renditions of pop <laughs> hits. Oh! TikTok was not meant to be performed with a nope. big band by a girl who's dressed like she's trying to seduce the dad from Mary Poppins. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> songs of all time is Toxic. And one time yes. I accidentally clicked on a jazzy version on YouTube. Yeah, accident. And it was like, oh, the taste of your lips, I'm on a bad, no. toxic love. And I was like, absolutely not. I will tell you what's toxic, this version. No. Um, Kathy Dennis, who famously wrote Toxic, uh-huh. is a songwriting icon. She's not dead, but if she were, she would roll over in her oh grave. Oh my God. Uh, second of all, it's not jazz. Slowing down a song to half the speed and singing as high and as low as you can does not make it jazz. Oh. Uh, 15 singing seconds, 15 singing while dressed like you're in Chicago, the musical, oh. is not jazz. Wow. Uh, and yeah, so also I want to uh, say that if someone did a song that I wrote in a jazzy version, I would, I would change my mind and love it. <laughs> also, Mario, I love you. I know, I know you've done some of these and I adore you and will always go to a show that you have that does this. And wow. That's one minute. Well, I love that. Way to cover your bases at the end to be like, by the way, if someone were to cover one of my songs. The last 10 seconds were a complete turnaround. It was no, it was the last seconds, the last five seconds were just an insurance policy. Yeah, exactly. And you Which know, also, I do genuinely, just genuinely like loathe. It de- for me, it depends. <laughs> there's that there's that one YouTube st- like uh channel that does a bunch of them. It's like postmodern jukebox. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna say Leland refuses. Uh, uh, <laughs> He's yeah. Not say. I was I was so insecure about like doing this before I was texting no. with Dave and he asked me if I had mine prepared and I, and I sent, I said, yes. And he said, it, he agreed. Yeah. I don't want to like blast him, but he, no. he agreed. And he no, was like, yes, fine. it's like removing all of my favorite songs about a, things yeah. about, about the song. And also yes. the pop music now is like pretty much written to be like it is. I mean, but I do love when I hear a rendition of a song. I, I, it can never be jazzy, but I love a ballad version of a song. Of I didn't course, know it could be a ballad. Course, I love it on a piano. Absolutely. I yes. I agree. A ballad version, I accept. I accept a sort of an unplugged situation where yeah. it's just guitar. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but at, at what point it, it becomes a slippery slope. Mm. Into, and at and the, the point and the, it becomes a slippery slope. Back to poppers. Back to poppers. And then at the bottom of that slope is, is back to poppers is yeah. jazz. Okay. So <laughs> slow down jazz. Honestly, <laughs> wish I could understand jazz. I yeah, I, Henry I can't, my ex love. I, can't, I, I do I can't love pretend. a big band. I love a, a love. big band night out. Yeah, but oh, I yeah. don't. But I don't want to hear toxic with a big band. Right, exactly. I exactly. want to hear like a big band classic that I've never heard yeah. of before. There you, you know? go. There you I, go. I totally agree, and I would say that's culture. That's mm. culture. Mm. This episode was culture. Uh, this episode, I truly feel. I feel very lucky that we got to talk to you, Leland, because um, we don't so have sweet. a lot Thank of you. like. Um, we we should we need to get more like 
songwriters. We need to get because that, that's culture. We have a lot of comedians on this show, and people yes. think the show is funny. It's not funny. <laughs> this is not a comedy show. This is not this comedy. Is a, this is we're serious. Yeah, this we is made drama. we actually made a rule, rule of culture before with Chris and Sarah. We said it's rule culture number something. I'm I am not, not funny. funny. Yes. So uh, we are so we're just so lucky to have you with us. You're the best. Thank you. And but what a quick friendship that's been struck up just in like, like seventy two hours. Well, no, truly. Yeah. And like I've seen. Yeah. Him each day, yeah. I saw the weekend. Some Thursday, yeah. some Saturday. Some uh, I feel so lucky. You got yeah, him yeah. on Thursday, and I, I got, got him on Friday. I got, I got a little photo booth moment. <laughs> we did a handoff. Oh, we did a handoff. Yeah. Oh wait, that photo booth picture was kind of iconic. It was cute. That's mm. gonna be like a picture. It was, that was, it was us, Darcy, Sarah, Sudi, mm-hmm. so many fun mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and your friend Steve, Steve, mm-hmm. who I love. He's wonderful. Yeah. He so so it's, it's, it was like an art. It was like a gif thing where like we're just all moving, but Steven decides to do A R T P O P, the art pop <laughs> hand. Signs from Gaga, so I instantly was like, "Okay, you're your yes. canon, yes. your canon, your you, canon. You get it." So we're um, canonically here with us. Canonically here. Okay, we close out every episode with a song. Yes, we love, oh. and we're going to close it out with a song, and we know which one it is. We do. Uh, do we? Uh, it's you know, it's going to be one of two. Yeah, I'm feeling. I love both, but I'm feeling one over the other okay. right now in this moment. Here we go. Here we go. My, my, my. <laughs> I die every night with you. For more of that, listen to Bloom by Troy Savant. <laughs> Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.